0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم <تصفيق> الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه مباركا عليه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى جل جلاله وعمنا نواله والصلاة والسلام على سيد الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد when it comes to Ramadan, there are two things that, aside from the fasting, which is how you spend your day, the, uh, the, the other thing, the two things, one is the fasting, the other thing which is very important, we should take it, though it's not fard, but we should take it as importantly, is the qiyam of Ramadan. Um, the Prophet ﷺ said two things. مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ من ذنبه. And then he also said, مَنْ قَامَ وَحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ من ذَنْبِهِ They're both very similar statements. One speaks about the daytime, the other one speaks about the evening time. So whoever fasts Ramadan with Iman and Ihtisab, then all of their previous sins are forgiven. He's speaking about the power of the fasting. The power of fasting with this particular description, whoever fasts because he has faith, imanan, he has belief in Allah, he has deep conviction in his heart about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why he fasts. Why else would you stay hungry? If you want to do it to show somebody, then you don't have to stay hungry because nobody supervises you 24 hours a day or during the hours that we're supposed to not eat, (coughs) you could just say that I'm not eating and then go and secretly eat. So if somebody is really fasting, then they generally do it for the sake of Allah. It gives them that willpower. Unless of course, I mean nowadays, it's a possibility that somebody fasts for health reasons. Um, Not everybody who fasts actually fasts for Iman. Though if it's a believer, they will do that for that reason. But there's been so many non-Muslims who are trying out fasts. I remember in America where a friend of mine was an Imam in another area. The local person who used to be head of the council or county or something like that. He fasted the entire month of Ramadan. He fasted the entire month of Ramadan and he loved it so much that he wanted to do it again. So there's so many people like that who have Muslim friends, who learn about it, who learn about the health benefits of it. So they do it. So while you may get the health benefits of it, because clearly if you are eating less, your body is going to undergo a certain process to try to take whatever it can from your fat and other places, uh, stored energy, etc., and convert that into energy that you need for the day. So clearly there is a benefit. There is a health benefit that's going to take place. That's obviously not for Iman, that's for health purposes. Right? So that won't be Sama Ramadana Imanan, that will be for Sihatan or for some other reason. When Muslims fast, the intention, primary intention should be Iman. I'm doing this for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, when you do something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are physically still abstaining from food. The medical benefits of that will take place. But you just don't worry about that. Leave that to its own, you know, its own processes. That's not our focus. So, okay, wonderful Ramadan is coming. This is a good time. I'm going to lose weight. That shouldn't be the primary intention. Though that's going to happen. Then there's ihtisaban that's a very important one. That goes a stretch above the iman. Iman default, I'm a Muslim, it's fard on me to fast. It would be haram for me not to fast. I would be missing a pillar if I didn't fast. These are the grave things of why iman would demand that you do this. Wahdi But now we want to take it spiritually higher. Which is, we want to do this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to do this For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to do it. Ihtisab means, comes from the word hisab. And ihtisab means in anticipation of an account, to put it into just simple terms. Uh, Anticipation of reward. Why would you want any kind of accounting for? To get a reward out of it. Right? So, ihtisaban, in anticipation. Now, the, what's very interesting here is that with the Prophet Sallallahu and his eloquent speech, he kept it general, ihtisaban. ihtisab احتساب for what? ihtisab for reward, for blessing, for forgiveness, for closeness to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, for paradise, everything you can think of. Anything you can think of that's to do that you can get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can intend all of that. Now that is why a person should fast, and if he fasts for these two reasons, he will have his forgiveness everything. All of his previous sins will be forgiven. So Ramadan, a person can come out of it like the day his mother gave him birth. Just like it's mentioned for Hajj. Except that Hajj, you have to pay money to get there. You have to take time of work to go there. You have to go through quite a bit of struggle, going from one place to the other in the the rolling, the, the, the spiritual washing machine as such. But here Ramadan comes home to everybody. However poor or rich you may be, it comes home to everybody. It is not the worship of the elite, if we can even call it that. It's every man's worship. And غُفِرَ لَهُ ما تَقَدَّمَ مِن ذنبه. So this, that's why in Ramadan this time we want, and, we want and, and, and the way to do this is, in the daytime you're going to feel tired, you're going to feel thirsty, you're going to feel different sentiments throughout the day. Every time you feel that, just think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm doing this for Allah. Not, oh there's only 10 hours left. There's only five hours left. I've got a good iftar this evening. You know, all of these things help, and lisaimi farhatan. There is a, a satisfaction. There is a great sense of happiness and elation when we do iftar, and that is supposed to also give us an idea of how that will be on the day of judgment, insha'Allah, because the Prophet said that for the sa'im is. A source of satisfaction and happiness when he breaks his fast and then when he meets his Lord so if the okay. satisfaction when we eat and when we get those dates and whatever the case is right, and you know the satisfaction that you feel with that cold uh, drink or milkshake or whatever else that you're eating um, then can you imagine the satisfaction on the day of in the hereafter and that's just supposed to inshallah, uh, give us more encouragement the same thing though is said for Mankama Ramadan. Whoever stands in Ramadan Now you're not standing working This is talking about standing in, Because generally speaking in the ahadith When it speaks about the night It speaks about qiyam It speaks about standing for prayer Standing in night vigil for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now in that regard we have two ways that that is done The one is the taraweeh prayer Which we all know about and the second is the Qiyamul Layl or Tahajjud prayer. And they're both supposed to be separate things. And the reason is that the Taraweeh, which the Prophet ﷺ performed during the month of Ramadan, was what he did specifically during the month of Ramadan. However, the Tahajjud prayer that he performed, as mentioned in Sahih al Bukhari, etc., he performed uh, eight raka'ats of Tahajjud prayer. And Aisha radiallahu anha relates that he never went, uh, you know, mazada. He did not go beyond eight rakats. And that is obviously tahajjud prayer. However, the word qiyam means standing in prayer at night encompasses both. It encompasses taraweeh because taraweeh is done in the night. And it also encompasses tahajjud prayer which is also done at night. So they're both considered to be tahajj, uh, both considered to be qiyam. But taraweeh is specific to Ramadan. You don't do taraweeh outside of Ramadan. Whereas tahajjud is done both in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Both of these times. Now this is where we want to improve ourselves. Um, generally in Ramadan, in, when, we're, when we're fasting, we understand that this is a massive worship. Taraweeh seems to be done at the end of the day. People are tired. Many of us don't understand what's being recited. So it's very difficult for most of us to concentrate. And that produces huge challenges in front of us as to how we benefit from this prayer. How do we benefit from taraweeh when you don't understand it? So in terms of that, I want to mention a number of narrations to give us an understanding of taraweeh and tahajjud. And insha'Allah. inshallah, uh, this will give us more encouragement To enjoy and take the real benefit So then our standing in front of Allah Which we all do for the 20 it It is done for iman and ihtisab So yes, you've done 10 raka'ats Or you've done 8 raka'ats And you see some people walking out of the masjid Because unfortunately in a number of masajid Some people do walk out after 8 Right? They have a. They say it's a different opinion, and so on. I think. I think it's a misunderstanding of taking the tahajjud narration for taraweeh and using that. Whereas it's clearly that Ait narration is for tahajud. Anyway, regardless of that, some people feel like let me just go as well because normal people we get if affected by uh, what other people do, and especially when there's laziness about it. Uh, no inspiration, no excitement about something. You feel like walking off as well. Uh, or maybe after 12 rakats, oh, I've done 12. I've done four more than those people who've walked out. Uh, eight rakats, you know. I've got to work early tomorrow. There's only this much left for suhoor time. right? Especially if you're doing the early sahri as such. Right? So, how do you get ihtisab in that? Similar, when you feel tired, when you feel like that and say, no, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah. Where, when else am I going to get a chance to stand one hour in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the year? I don't do that every day. When am I going to get a chance to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a whole hour? That's not easy to do. So now, <clears throat> there's a narration from Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu that Rasulullah sallallahu said, Whoever stands during the month of Ramadan with iman and with this anticipation of all of those things that I mentioned, all of his previous sins will be forgiven in another version it says that the Prophet used to encourage the Qiyam of Ramadan without commanding it as an obligation it's not an obligation right and that's why the Prophet did it for three days and people had started to join him the history of Taraweeh the way it was initialized the Prophet started doing this. People started joining in. Then, after three days, he didn't come out. On the third night, everybody had gathered. He did not come out. And then, in the morning, when he came out, he said, "I did not want the reason I did this is that I did not want to, this to become written upon you, and become fard, because if this had become a norm, it would have been likely, it's possible that it would have become an obligation. And he didn't want that to happen because that 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 would make twenty rakats, mashallah." quite tough uh, for everybody to do. Um, but that doesn't mean that he didn't do it. It was in Uth- Umar radiallahu Anhu's time that he just he managed to gather everybody together and reach a kind of an agreement during that time that uh, somebody would lead uh, the everybody in, in the taraweeh. So the Prophet would encourage it, but he would not command it as an obligation. That means it's a sunnah mu'akkada. It's an emphasized sunnah Al al kifaya, we call it, um, in the sense that in, it needs to take place in the masjid, but others can do it at home, right? That's why there's many huffaz, mashallah, that we have, and they don't have to all do it in a masjid. You could actually have it in uh, in homes, and people should do this. I mean, if you've got, to be honest, what I would think is that if you have a hafiz in your house, then do it in your house. You get to read more, which means that the hafiz will benefit by being able to do more of his Quran, more rakats, and the whole family benefits. I mean, this is what we've been doing for the last few years. My, me and my son, this is what we do at home. Uh, ten ten raka'ats each, one juz each, and mashallah, it, it's really, really useful because the whole family gets to, um, because we have other Hufad in the house as well, you get, they get to benefit as well. So that's one of the be- Benefits of having a half in the house that you can do this. Um, of course, doing it in a masjid would be probably more rewarding because you're in a larger congregation and so on and so forth. But you can do it in warehouses, you can do it in other halls and whatever the case is, so that more of our huffaz get to do this and get to repeat it. Ibn Shihab, a Zuhri, he mentions that then the Prophet passed away and the matter remained like that. General encouragement towards it, but not obligation. And this was the same during Abu Bakr radiAllahu anhu's time, because in Abu Bakr radiAllahu anhu's time, much of the efforts during his two years and some months of his khilafa were spent uh, curbing rebellions and other things. Uh, that's why he says that similarly, in the beginning of Umar radiAllahu time, it was similar. <clears throat> and then after that, Umar radiyallahu managed to get a number of issues clarified and sorted out. There is another narration. Abdurrahman ibn Auf radiyallahu anhu relates that Rasulullah mentioned the month of Ramadan. He said, "In the Ramadan, shahrun siyama." Uh, the month of Ramadan is a month in which Allah has prescribed, obligated the fasting. Kutiba alikum siyam. Wa سَنَنْتُ لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ Muslim. but I have I have established the way I have established the way for the Muslimin for its qiyam, for its enlivening its night, with prayer. Faman Waqa iman and Wahti, whoever is fasting it and enlivening its night by prayer, with iman and ehtisab anticipation. Then خَرَجَ مِنَ أُمُّهُ He then comes out of his sin. He leaves and sheds his sins just like the day his mother gave him birth. That's how he becomes. Another narration is from Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه, that Rasulullah said. It's a similar narration. Uh, whoever fasts with iman and ihtisab then they get their sins forgiven. And in that one, it mentions whoever stands during the Laylatul Qadr, Iman and min Sabah. Now, Laylatul Qadr, we don't know which night it's in. I know most people completely just focus on the 27th night. Uh, the way we need to do this is that the Prophet says in a hadith that the Laylatul Qadr was seen during the last 10 days, the last 10 nights. However, later he mentions that it was made to be forgotten. The actual time, the particular night was made to be forgotten. So now you need to look for it in one of the odd nights of the last 10. However, many other ulama, they have experienced the Laylatul Qadr even outside of the last 10 nights completely, which means within the first 20 nights. So the idea behind this, the best way to maximize from this to get our chance of getting the jackpot as such is that for every single night of Ramadan, we will do tahajjud prayer. Every single night. And you know, it's not difficult. It's not difficult at all, especially nowadays in the UK, for example. Um, because number one, for most, for the most part, most people have suhoor. Suhoor is the time for tahajjud, which is the last portion of the night. And if that's difficult, then you come back after taraweeh, and it's late enough already. Taraweehs are finishing 12, 15 at least. Come home and read, I know you've just read 20 and 3, but add a few extra rakats for your tahajjud. So that make sure that this entire month doesn't pass that, you haven't, that you've missed a single day. Don't miss a single night because we don't get a chance of this throughout the year. So at least benefit from it in the month it's we, in, in which it's been specially encouraged and in which it's been made easy for us because of the change in our timetable. So inshallah, we'll be doing tahajjud every single day with, a, with some dua at the end of it. That's the first thing. Then what happens is that when it comes to the last 10 days, we need to increase in that worship. So we need to spend more time each night. Because now there's a greater likelihood that Laylatul Qadr is in the last 10 nights, any nights. So in every one of those nights, we want to spend a bit extra. Now if you're working, you're not going to be able to spend the whole night. Although nowadays... Especially if you do the early suhura 1.10, 1.15, whatever time it is, then you don't have a night. And mashallah, you can do the sunnah of many of our aslaf, which is to pray literally sometimes the maghrib pray, uh, pray fajr with the wudu of maghrib. And if not that, then at least fajr with the wudu of isha. And that's an absolute possibility for a lot of people. Especially if you're doing the early suhoor, There is no time to do anything else in between. So in I mean, what I would say is, aside from eating, our iftar, if you save yourself from any other mundane activity after iftar and just read Quran, go for taraweeh, come back, do a bit of tahajjud, have your suhoor, your entire night from maghrib to fajr has been spent in worship. That's quite amazing. Now we're not. It's to be honest. I mean, these days seem difficult because of the huge fasts, but Allah makes that easy as well. I was in South Africa for the last ten days last year, and when I mentioned to them, I was giving a talk after Taraweeh at quarter past nine. Actually, at quarter past eight, quarter past eight to half past eight, and I said, right now in England, I would be finishing the after Asr Bayan, and they were just shocked. Some of the local ulama, they say, don't you have a special dispensation? I said, what do you mean dispensation? He said, you know, it's tough, you know, uh, we get three hours to eat, right? Especially, I'm saying, especially if you're doing the early suhoor, you get three hours to eat, if, if that much. Half nine to, it was 105 last last year. So half nine, half ten, half eleven, half twelve, well it's about three and a half hours, just over three and a half hours, right? So they were, now... This you can tell why you get crazy fatwas, strange fatwas from muftis and other so called shiyuk from outside of the country for England, they feel very compassionate. That okay you can do your iftar at seven o'clock. Because this is disproportionate. To to be honest, I think it's all a narrative of how you look at it. If you look at it this way, that when else in your life are you going to get because remember these timetables they take a thirty year cycle to go around. So right now we're going through this, it's a 2017, this is going to be 27, 37, 47, when this is going to happen again. Meaning around that time it's going to get up and down for those 5, 7 years, it's going to be like that. When else are you going to be able to spend the entire night from Maghrib to Fajr in worship? Now if you do that with the right intention, not that I have to do it anyway, then there's a great likelihood that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us wilaya. Because you can say to Allah, Oh Allah, it's difficult for me to be like your Bishar al-Hafi and your Ibrahim ibn Adham and your Junaid al-Baghdadi and your Ma'ruf al karqi and the Sahaba. But right now this is easy for me and I'm doing this with that intention that this, we, we're doing this. Then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that benefit. So don't think of these days as difficult. There is difficulty, but with every difficulty comes ease, and with every difficulty, there's an increase in the reward. It's related from Masruq ibn al-Ajda. He's one of the Tabi'in. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu. As soon as the uh, as the month of Ramadan would arrive, he would give a khutbah. He would praise Allah, and then he would say. Allah in Nahada Shahr Alla in Nahada Shahr al Mubarak Aladi Fardallahu Siyama. Wallafrid yafrid Qiyama. Falyahdar il Rajul Ayakul Assum in Sama Fulan wa Uftir in Aftara Fulan. Said this is a month, a blessed month, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made fard its fasting, but He did not make Fard its Qiyam, its standing. That's why we call it Sunnah muakkadah and not Fard. The difference in the two is that if somebody rejects taraweeh, we're not going to say he's a kafir. If you reject a fast, reject. I don't believe in fasting, you're a kafir. However, in terms of doing it, you should do it. He says that people should avoid saying that I will fast if so-and-so fasts. And I will not fast if that person doesn't fast, which means I'll only do it because it's a social obligation. And you know, in Ramadan, if somebody doesn't fast, what do others say to them? بُهُط Besharam. Right? They may not be praying five daily prayers outside Ramadan, but in Ramadan, if you don't fast or you don't do tarawih, you're in trouble. Right. So he shouldn't be doing it for that reason. This is what Umar allah Anhu says. In another version, it says the same thing, and then it says that whoever can stand a night, he should do so. And tahajjud prayer, فَإِنَّهَا نَوَافِلْ أَلْخَيْرِ عَلَىٰ ta'ala. So you should stand at the night too for this worship. And if you cannot, then sleep. But don't waste your time. And he says, Whoever does fast, قَامَ أَوْ sama, فَلْيَجْعَلْ ذَاكَ لِلَّهِ Whoever does fast or stand at night, he should make that for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. He should do it with sincerity. That's why I believe that. And again this is just my assessment Maybe I'm just looking at myself But this is my assessment That we all fast Many people fast mashallah Very few don't In our communities It's just that we need to just make this extra effort of connecting For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala When we feel tired or thirsty during the day Then say this is for Allah This is for Allah it's a very private very personal approach and that needs to happen aqillu fi he says you need to reduce the redundancy in the homes of allah subhanahu in the houses of allah which means when you go to the masjid because there's an environment in that people gather in the masjid they read quran there's programs and everything but don't make that a time for just socialization and for wasting time with Lahu, with useless things, he, he, he's taken the psyche of people in prayer. then he says, "Well." Just remember that every one of you is considered to be in prayer while you're waiting for prayer. So if that means you just have to sit there, what are you going to do if you're just sitting there waiting for prayer for half an hour? Or between one salah to the next Then understand that you are still in prayer You will be counted as praying If you get there early A lot of the time we think Namaz is only going to start at one thirty. So But if we keep this in mind That if I go at 1 o'clock I'm still counted as though I've started my prayer The ride isn't going to start at 1 o'clock The ride starts as soon as you get there And you're being rewarded for that Ibn Masud the Allah says, No, he used to come out in the last night of Ramadan and he used to announce, who is the one who's been accepted so that we may give him, we may congratulate him? And who is the one who has been deprived and rejected? mahroom al Mardud. Who has been deprived and rejected to, uh, for these nights so that we may. Give him condolence. That we may condole him and comfort him. O one who has been accepted, glad tidings for you. Congratulations for you. And O who has been deprived, then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove your musibah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a successful month for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to not miss any fast and... May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to uh, not miss any day, any night without uh, some tahajjud prayer, at least four rakats. If it's late and you got up late sometimes, then at least two rakats. Just get that in at your suhoor time and it's easy for the women to do that as well. They can either do it if they're cooking or preparing the food rather, they can do it before. They start, or they can cook and then do it, and the whole family should do this as a whole. That they stop maybe eating about ten minutes before the end time, and then just spend that ten minutes in prayer and fasting. Uh, sorry, prayer and du'a. Um, I say ten minutes because there's hardly time. If you, especially if you're doing the early one, there's hardly much time. Wa <coughs> aakhirul Allahumma anta salam wa minka as-salam. Tabarak tayyada al-jalali wal-ikram. Allahumaya ya hayu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nas Allahumaya Hanna ya hannanu ya mannan la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. اللهم who is not a Muslim, ورزقنا not a Muslim, سيدنا محمد Muhammadin الله عليه وسلم sallam Muslim, who is not a والمؤمنين والمؤمنات mu'minin, a mu'minat اللهم اللهم a Muslim, who is not a Muslim, al-afu a Muslim, who is not 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 Allahumma oh aghfir li ummati sayyidina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam O Allah, we ask you for forgiveness. O oh Allah, we ask you that you allow us to benefit from this month of Ramadan. O oh Allah, we ask that you grant us forgiveness and blessing. O oh Allah, before we even start this month of Ramadan, so that we can benefit from the month as soon as it comes in. O oh Allah, the, the special mercies, the special blessings. O oh Allah, your special attention. O oh Allah, your special... Grace and benevolence during this month of Ramadan. O Allah, your generosity knows no bound during this month of Ramadan. O Allah, you are closing the doors of hellfire and opening up the doors of paradise. You will remove the shayateen. O Allah, despite all of these differences, all of these changes, if we cannot make any changes within us, then what a deprivation that is. O Allah, what a deprivation that is. O Allah, do not write us to be of the rejected ones. O Allah, do not write us of to be of those who will be deprived during this month of Ramadan. O Allah, write us of those during this month of Ramadan, those who you write to be freed from hellfire during the nights of Ramadan. O Allah, our actions may not be that many, O Allah, or may not be up to that quality, O Allah, but make our fasts for the sake, for your sake. And O Allah, make them full of iman and ihtisab. O Allah, increase our iman. O oh Allah, increase our Iman and our faith. O oh Allah, allow us to do worship the way, the way the Sahaba used to do the worship. O oh Allah, give us the taste of Iman like the Sahaba tasted the faith. O oh Allah, grant us the sweetness of faith like they, grant, they were granted the sweetness of faith. O oh Allah, we know that our actions are not that many, but we know that your grace knows no bounds, your mercy knows no bounds. O oh Allah, we have committed many wrongdoings, many sins. O oh Allah, we keep falling into sin. O oh Allah, we ask you for forgiveness. O oh Allah, we are hopeful of your mercy. O oh Allah, we are hopeful of your mercy. Our sins make us feel bad. O oh Allah, our sins make us feel make us feel, that we are far from your mercy. But O oh Allah, we know that your mercy is is great and your mercy encompasses can encompass all sins and remove them oh allah we ask you for your forgiveness oh allah we ask you for your forgiveness oh allah we ask you for your compassion oh allah we ask you that you grant us like you granted the sahaba and your awliya oh allah <coughs> O oh Allah, we ask you for your assistance in this regard. We ask you for your help. Oh Allah, make this fasting month easy for us. Oh Allah, grant us tawfiq during this month of Ramadan. O oh Allah, grant us closeness to you during this month of Ramadan. O oh Allah, allow us to finish in these few days that remain, in this week that remains before Ramadan. We ask that you give us so much barakah that we're able to get out of our life, those things that will maybe prevent us from benefiting fully from Ramadan, allow us to fulfill our projects, allow us to complete our projects and any other outstanding tasks, grant us the barakah and ease and facilitation for those to be finished so that when Ramadan comes, we can dedicate more time for you. Oh Allah, Make this Ramadan better than any Ramadan before it. O Allah, bring us closer to you than we've ever been before it. O Allah, and above all, allow us to remain closer to you. O Allah, remain close to you. O Allah, we ask you for a life of taqwa and purity. O Allah, we ask that you reward all of those who are sitting here, those who are listening. O Allah, grant them forgiveness, grant them blessing. O Allah, grant all of us the special care, the special attention of yours. O Allah. We are sitting in this place, O oh Allah, grant this place barakah and blessing for the courses that will come here, come, come out from here. Allow it, allow it to be of benefit for people far and wide. O oh Allah, protect us from all forms of the harms and evils that are out there. O oh Allah, re- remove any obstacles that may be in our path. And O oh Allah, grant us facilitation for that which you are satisfied and pleased with. O oh Allah, make this a work of sincerity. Oh Allah, make this a work of blessing. Oh Allah, make this a work of blessing. And O oh Allah, all of those who have helped and assisted and who are helping and assisting and who will help and assist. O oh Allah, grant them great reward and grant them great barakah in their lives. And O oh Allah, grant put great knowledge and wisdom and taqwa and piety in the lives of them and their generations oh Allah bless us all O oh Allah grant us all blessing O oh Allah we can only turn to you as there is nobody else to turn to for this O oh Allah we only want to do this for you and for no one else oh Allah grant us ease and make it a source of great guidance and hidayah for all around O oh Allah, O oh Allah, accept our du'as and we ask you finally to send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And O oh Allah, you grant us his closeness in the hereafter. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun al mursaleen Alhamdulillah.